This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. Hello there. This is Brian, Warren, and Jennifer from the Wabash Valley Power Alliance Economic Development Team. Together with 19 rural electric member cooperatives, we serve communities in 48 Indiana counties. And we're proud to sponsor today's IEDA In Your Ear podcast. Enjoy. In November 2020, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch named Denny Spinner to be the new executive director of the Indiana Office of Community and Rural Affairs, what we normally think of as OCRA. Uh, At the time of his appointment to OCRA, Denny was the mayor of Huntingburg, and many of you may know Huntingburg for its role in the movies. Parts of A League of Their Own was filmed at the historic League Stadium. Denny has a bachelor's degree in career and technical education from Indiana State University and an associate's degree in broadcast production technology from Vincennes University. And prior to becoming mayor, he worked in sales and marketing. He was director of instructional services at the St. Meinrad School of Theology, has worked as the news and sports director at two stations, radio stations in Dubois County, and he is also a licensed minister. So that is a very uh, complete and phenomenal set of experiences. So Denny, I want to thank you for taking time to be with me today. So it's an honor, Lee. Good to see you. So when you and I first met, you were the mayor of Huntingburg, uh, and you were kind enough to meet with me on a number of occasions. And uh, at that time, you were sharing your experiences uh, in fostering workforce housing. And so I appreciated those opportunities to talk with you. And just uh, Huntingburg is just a beautiful community. And, and uh, I could see you know, your impact just on the number of occasions that I was down to visit with you from one time to the next. So what do you think your experiences as mayor how, how did they help prepare you for what you're getting ready to do as you now lead Okra? Well, Lee, I think, I think that uh, what I would say to that is that uh, I, I got to give uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch a lot of uh, uh, credit for, you know, it's, it's easy to say sitting here today as the director that that was a good choice, but it, it was a good choice by the fact that if it wasn't me, I think it was time for someone with the experience in local government to lead this agency, which has so many in-depth connections with with uh, Indiana communities. Uh, my experience started with OCRA, started before our stellar designation. We, we were engaged with OCRA on planning grants with some, some smaller projects, but the stellar program for Huntingburg was the, uh, the, the uh, launching pad for some, some great achievements. And the relationship that we developed through working with OCRA and the other partners like NDOT and IHCDA really, really made a, a great difference. So I think just the experience of, a, of, a, of having a local government uh, leader in a position like this is, is something that uh, is an opportunity for OCRA to, to really expand and, and get a better understanding of how our relationship works um, you know, across the state, not only with me as Huntingburg, but, you know, across the state, I think it's, it's going to pay dividends. And I'm just honored as I can be that the lieutenant governor called and asked. It was it was a surprise. It was not something I had planned to do. But when the opportunity came, it's one of those that you just uh, I could see that this was something I could not pass by because to take the experience that we had in Huntingburg and to be able to help other rural communities 
across the state and, and seeing those opportunities was something that was very exciting to me. So you touched upon the stellar communities, stellar, uh, but, but if, and I think most of our members are probably familiar with okra, but it never hurts to step back a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about sort of what is okra and the Office of Community and Rural Affairs and give a, a general introduction to okra and okay. why does it exist and, and what is it? Well, Lee, uh, uh, the history of the, of the Office of Community and Rural Affairs goes back to uh, Governor Daniels and his administration. The money that, that has uh, come to states across, the, you know, every state gets funding from HUD. Uh, CDBG funds is something you've probably heard terms of before. Every state uh, gets those funds and, and handles them in a different way. And uh, Governor Daniels and Becky Skillman, the lieutenant governor at that time, cre created uh, those funds used to go to the Department of Commerce in the state of Indiana. But uh, they set up this department, the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, to do specifically work with, with rural Indiana communities on gaining access to those, to those funds. And so you look at uh, OCRA and we have four basic competencies that we like to talk about. Uh, ICS is a very foundational organization to help communities across the state reach some of their goals, but there are four basic uh, competencies that we talk about a lot. Uh, the, the, the basic is infrastructure and, you know, the foundation on which all of us are, are built. Are, uh, you have to have a good infrastructure. Uh, that's wastewater, drinking water, storm water, broadband. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, I think, in, in, but, but those are, those are the basics. Uh, we also talk a lot about capacity building, where we want to help uh, a community uh, recognize uh, you know, their assets and help them build their capacity and being able to leverage those assets. So how do we, how do, we uh, do uh, s such things as uh, historic preservation, downtown revitalization, and, and opportunity zone initiatives? How do, how do we do those things? Quality of place is, is something that you heard uh, many, many times, and I think it's not, it's, 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 it can't be overused. Quality of place is more important now than ever before, uh, especially coming out of uh, the, the experience we're having with COVID-19 right now. Uh, we're looking at ways that rural communities can provide that quality of place that, that attracts and maintains the, the populations in the rural areas. Uh, everything again from from uh, public facilities to blight clearance. You know, there's there's all kind of things there when we go to quality of place and economic development, which is you know right where your folks all live. You know, we we uh, we do have programs that do work side by side with economic development. Maybe most significantly things like our site certified program and Indiana Main Street, and most recently the COVID nineteen. Uh, response programs that we've had. Uh, and something I learned as I've come into this office is that. You mentioned the Stellar Communities program. Actually, Stellar Communities was 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 the, uh, was a, a product of the the economic darn, downturn of twenty eight and oh uh, nine. You know, Lieutenant Governor Skillman saw this as an opportunity to to help rural communities respond and recover from that economic downturn of of that the late oh eight and oh nine. And and now here we are again, and we're we're having a, some uncertainty, and we're looking at ways to to bounce back and to recover the road to recovery, which we've talked about, the governor has talked about, the lieutenant governor has talked about. We wanna, we wanna make sure that Indiana is on the road to recovery. And I believe wholeheartedly that, that okra and rural communities can, can partner up and, and be way out on front in helping Indiana recover from, from the situation we're in. So uh, as we look at what we do now, our role probably has never been more important 
than we are right now as, as we look for ways to, to, to recover and bounce back from, from the experiences we've all had in the last 11 months. And I certainly think you talked about the four areas, um, and, and I, I see you, you list economic development as a separate, but it seems to me that when you talk about infrastructure, capacity building, quality of place, uh, we now know that those are three really critical elements that feed into our sort of traditional, if there is such a thing as traditional economic development. And quality of place, um, again, you know, I was just always so impressed when I visited with you in Huntingburg. Um, and that quality of place, I think, became, I'm going to pick on that for a minute because of your experiences as mayor. But I think that was really critical as you were looking at um, the, the housing development that you helped foster and creating sort of that livable community as a, as a real critical piece of attracting and maintaining workforce as a, as a big piece of what you were trying to do in economic development. So maybe just reflect a little bit about how, again, you know, you, you see all of those pieces coming together now under your, your leadership at Okra. Well, again, we talk about the four competencies, Lee, but you're absolutely right. They're all intertwined. There's, there's not a separate category there. These are all, all issues that, that, that uh, are critical in any kind of a, of a of thriving community, those are all the, the foundations on which we build. And you know, I, I we we talked. You know, I, I want to go back to when we when we had these ideas about the stellar community and the ideas that we put out there. Uh, they were great ideas, and other communities I can name. You know, others that have done just as well as we have. But seeing those ideas and, and trying to bring those forward seemed like a good idea in 2014 and 2015 when we started. You know, this whole process. But boy, look at where we're at now, and, and it couldn't have been, you know, hindsight is, is like, well, this, these were the perfect things to do right now, because I think one of the things we talked about, Lee, uh, as, as in general terms before this last 11 months was, well, you can work from anywhere. Well, that was kind of a, a, a almost a throwaway comment, but now it's such a reality. <laughs> I mean, that we, you, we prove, uh, the, the COVID experience has said, yes, we can work from anywhere. So what do we, we need to do? As, as a community to make sure that that if that that they want to have that opportunity to stay at home and be in your community one of the things that we're wrapped around that that we can we can we can do to to secure that future for you and your family and and that the, the again we go back to that to that uh, the foundational things are very important they're not uh, I guess the, the sexy things you like to talk about but if you don't have good water if you don't have good uh, electricity, if you don't have good stormwater, if you don't have broadband connectivity, you're just not in the game. So so th those are the fundamentals that we have to address initially. But then building on top of that is, is what, you know, the, the, the housing component. I don't, I, I've, I've, in my short time here so far, I've been opportunity to go out and talk to some mayors and reacquaint with them on, on what we're doing. And to a person, uh, they talk about the housing uh, issue uh, and and how do we create that energy in our community that that can bring the type of uh, housing at all levels. I mean, there, there's a spectrum and every community is different. Every community has a different need. But one of the things that I've been very encouraged about as I've had these conversations, I think it is a, it is one of the most serious conversations that mayors across our state are having is that identifying who the, what those needs are, exactly what those are in their community, and then approaching that with a really focus on 
what is the need in my community and where can I help? And, and, and I think our partners in Stellar uh, were, were great partners. IHCDA is a tremendous uh, organization to work with. And Jake Seip, I think, is one of the, the uh, a great leader in thought and, and is, is willing to hear and, and listen and take, to, you know, a, a guide program. So the, 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 the relationship as a, a family of business for the lieutenant governor between OCRA and IHCDA is just very natural because we, we have to work together. That's those are those are the basic fundamentals that we that we have to have. So let me just take a minute and say IHCDA, Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority, right? Right, right. Okay. One thing I've learned is I, 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 my first couple of weeks on the job, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think my staff could speak English. They were speaking acronyms, and now here I am. I'm just throwing them out like you know, <laughs> I'm getting used to it. So, pardon me, you know, uh, that's that's the language you speak in state government, and I'll try to do. You remember that as, I, as we go forward. You're fine. You're fine. And I imagine many of our members probably know that. Um, but so so you've touched a couple of times here on, on the impact of the pandemic. And I know uh, prior to your tenure, Okra did respond very aggressively with a, with a, a number of programs, uh, grants, and programs to try to help communities in the midst of all of that stuff. We're now beginning to maybe see a little bit beyond the end of all of that, but but you said you've been talking to some mayors. You obviously saw what was happening in your community. You know what do you see? Housing you've talked about. Uh, I worry about our our main streets. I worry about you know that we had so many communities that had done such a great job uh, in the last maybe six or eight years of really building up their downtowns and bringing restaurants and small businesses back many of which have been just really decimated uh, because of the restrictions brought on by the pandemic. So what are you hearing and seeing and, and what, what's maybe in your crystal ball of things that you, you think uh, Okra will be responding to in the next few months? Well, Leah, I want to say very, very clearly that uh, as I came into this organization, I I am extremely proud of, of what Okra did uh, during this time. Uh, I think Okra was the first state agency to respond and pivot uh, and and to recognize the impact that 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 we could have in assisting uh, rural Indiana in that recovery. Uh, we've, we've had three rounds of COVID-19 awards. Our two of them have been awarded. We're in the third round of, of accepting applications and and going through that. But in the first two uh, first two rounds of COVID-19, Okra awarded over 112 grants, uh, 20, almost $21 million went out. And th- that was a, a, a shift that programs like Stellar, like Blight Elimination, you know, were put on hold because we wanted to put money where, where it could be most impactful. And, those, and, and each round along the way, the, the first response was primarily a, a lot of just that emergency response early on that we, you know, uh, communities needed a lot of help in, in just the basics of some uh, personal protection issues, uh, health issues that we, we needed to get to. The second round kind of evolved a little bit and uh, taking care of Main Street grants were part of that second round and hometown business preservation, you know, were, were part of that second round. So that need kind of shifted a little bit. And in those first two rounds, uh, Lee, we, we, uh, we, we calculated there was about 1,700 businesses that were impacted by the COVID relief funds directly from, from our agency. And over 6,700 jobs were, were affected by this. Uh, 
some over six, 600,000 Hoosiers received some sort of direct connection through the funds that were going on. Our third round of applications have just have just been completed. We've had 118 applications for, for the second or third round. And we, again, it's an evolving program that, and with the Lieutenant Governor's uh, leadership on this, I think anybody who's who's heard uh, uh, Suzanne Crouch talk over the any time in, in her, her tenure here with state government, she She's very compassionate uh, about the, those who have the needs beyond, you know, the, the mental health aspect of, of this impact on our, our, our communities is something. Uh, child care is being impacted by this. How are ways that we can uh, impact that as well? So we've expanded the net a little bit in our third round and included applications that, that deal with uh, delivering that kind of care in, in the communities. And we've had some excellent response. We're going through those, those applications right now. And it's really exciting to see how that's going to happen. I think it's going to be an evolving thing, Lee. I don't want to guess where we're going next, but certainly the human element is something that we will continue to focus on. And the businesses are something that we've got to continue to focus on because you're absolutely right. You know, so many communities had had some had done a great work to 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 bring those kind of amenities to to their downtowns, to to their their to their main street. And now with, with all the restrictions, it was a struggling time. And we just want to make sure that, that those local businesses are, are getting all the support they need. So I think that's still going to be, you know, a high level of focus on, on business and jobs, but also the, the, the more human aspect of, of, of this relief also is something that we want to make sure that we're, we're, uh, we're taking attention, paying attention to. And again, the Lieutenant Governor is, is very clear <laughs> about wanting to make sure that, that those people who are, struggling who may have had challenges before all this uh, are are also being uh, contacted and, and taken care of. So you, you've I think you've talked about or you've touched upon some of the longer term challenges that have faced rural communities. And it's maybe a little bit hard right now to think about that because there are so many things about the pandemic COVID-19 that have just sort of, you know, reordered our priorities. But Prior to the pandemic, rural communities were facing some unique challenges, and those challenges will still be there on the back end of this when we get past the pandemic. So what are some of those longer-term challenges in rural communities, and how do you anticipate, first of all, what are they, and then how do you anticipate that Okra may be then thinking about some some additional or new programming to deal with those long-term issues? Well, I think one of the, the, the obvious um, issues that we're dealing with right now uh, is that connectivity. Uh, Lee, the broadband is an issue that's that's got to be. It was if it, if it wasn't on your radar before, it is. It's on, on everyone's radar now, and it is a basic function of of a community. You know, we talk about the 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 the, the building blocks such as gas, water, sewer, electric. Well, connectivity, broadband is is right there. Uh, on the same level with with all those other basic utilities, right now, as as you as we speak here today, uh, there's a um, there's a lot of this, it's, it is a priority item across the street from me right now in the state house. Uh, I think there were 17 different measured bills introduced dealing with broadband. Uh, Scott Rudd, who's our broadband operations person here, as part of the lieutenant governor's team, is is doing a phenomenal job of just trying to keep score on where, where we are and what we're doing. And it will come down to once the legislature gives us a direction, 
uh, our agency will be directly involved in the distribution of the next level connection funds, which we've all we've already done some tremendous work on that. And, and we know over $51 million has, has gone out in next level connection funds. But what, what I'm hearing from the legislature is as they, and, they, and they, this is the first time the legislature has been back in session since, since then. So it is an item that they all want to, to take seriously and, and lead the discussion on. But I, I think what, what we're looking at is you know, the state of Indiana is going to have funds available. Uh, the, the governor has made it clear that there will be money available for this, but we want to make sure that we uh, take advantage of all the federal money that is also being uh, directed this way and, and find ways for the state of Indiana to f f fill those gaps beyond what's being done with the federal programs. And, I, and I've had, uh, we've had some very good discussions with leadership in both the House and the Senate about that. I think we're all in agreement on that's our goal. How are we going to get there? There's, there's some, some discussion going on about that. But I'm confident that that's, that's something that's going to happen. So I, I, I think there's no more important discussion than, than that broadband uh, uh, discussion. The programs that, that have been traditionally part of OCRA, again, over this last year, have, have kind of been suspended. And, and now we're, we're kind of to, to bring those things back. I think the, the, the blight elimination programs are things that are gonna, you're going to see, uh, again, uh, start, start coming back very strong for our communities. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of uh, I think the Main Street program again these are all tools that we can use to really find ways that you know the CDBG has some some areas that we want to make sure that we we focus those in the areas that we need and I think that one of my goals or one of my t uh, tasks that I was uh, given by the Lieutenant Governor was was uh, we 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 developed uh, the four agencies that work with the Lieutenant Governor and as you know this is the Department of Agriculture. Housing, Jake Sipe and IHCDA, the, uh, the IDDC, Tourism and, and Destination Development, and OCRA are all members of the Lieutenant Governor's uh, Cabinet. And we're all, we all made out a map of a, a rural road to recovery. And it was a, a very good uh, a pathway to go down. And, and so as part of that, we're continuing to keep our eyes on what those are and, and shift as needed, uh, those needs are met. Well, one of the things that the, the Lieutenant Governor has asked that I would create a rural affairs working group, which really is, is and I, I want to emphasize the word working group. <laughs> uh, the, I, I know I, as a mayor, I, I, I always like to be engaged in conversation, but, but, but we want to get some work done. And so this rural affairs working group is a group that I'm going to be forming, uh, bringing in uh, uh, folks from, from different venues, from different uh, disciplines, uh, from from higher education to rural economic development to 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 mayors, uh, just just to have a discussion and a working group that as as we move forward and identify and the and the and the, the landscape changes here and there that we're aware of it and we can be nimble enough and 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 mobile enough to to shift and direct our our needs to the to meet the our, our efforts to meet the needs of the communities. So that that's something that I'll be. Uh, I'll be working on, and then I think you know, as as you we've talked about several times, the Stellar Communities Program was was suspended during this time, as it should have been. But uh, that's that's going to be you know, it was a recovery program in its in its heart, and that's what we're trying to to uh, to set the stage for. And there'll be a lot of elements in that 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 I think will be exciting for for our communities to be a part of. So this may be a tough question, 
And I was, we were kidding before you got started, you know, so you've been there a whole two months. You should know everything you need to know. And, and that, of course, I'm being a little bit facetious. But uh, you come into an agency that has had uh, that has had some very, very strong success over over its existence. But you also have, I think, your own sense because of what you have done in the past. If you think about your vision for Okra and uh, and what you would like to be able to see accomplished during your tenure there, what's what's your vision forming up to be? Well, you know, uh, I will tell you this. There's certainly things that I I had in my mind to as, as as this opportunity came my way. Certainly, there were things I would like to to do. But I, what I will tell you is that I've I've likened this transition to to this office from from being a mayor to being in this office very similar to the transition I made from from being private citizen to to mayor. And and there there are a lot of parallels. And one of the things that I think that paid off for me uh, is as mayor that that should, uh, I think proved to be successful for for Huntingburg was I had a lot of ideas that I thought were good ideas that but I needed verification and I needed support and I needed to know from the constituents from the citizens of Huntingburg if this is the direction we wanted to go certainly and so so I'm kind of taking that same approach right now. Uh, Lee, this is this is more of a time to listen than to talk. In my mind, I, I want to hear where the direction that that our communities are wanting to go. I want, and I think that Okra, over its history, has done a tremendous job of developing the relationships that are necessary for us to to be a significant agent of change in in these communities. Certainly, I I think that that we uh, we can be an agency that that can see needs and help communities see beyond the obstacles to the opportunities. You know, every community has got obstacles, but there's every, but every community has, has opportunities as well. One of, one of my, my mantras, I guess, right now, is I've gone out and talked, and I realized this as, as a mayor, you're, you're, you, whatever community you live in, uh, whether it's Covington or Auburn or Angola or, uh, or Delphi, what, whatever the, the community is, there's a reason why eight to 10,000, 4,000 people live in that community. We want to be the agency that helps you identify why this is community is so important to you and those people who live there every day and, 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 and are passionate about their home. I and mean, there's one thing I know about Hoosiers, they're passionate about their hometowns. And so how do we plug into that? And how do we come alongside each of those communities, help them identify where those passion points are, help them to recognize what the assets they have in that community, because every community has assets or there wouldn't be people living there. There's a reason why we want to live in this community. And if we can help you identify that, but have a very open and honest conversation about what are the obstacles that still exist from us from going to becoming a better community, to, to really thriving, and, and instead of just existing, to be thriving, I see Okra as the agency that can can walk side by side with these communities and and help them create that vision, help them create a plan that that gets them to a point where they are thriving and succeeding, and using every tool that we have to to get there. So uh, I'm doing a lot of listening. I want to hear what those things are. There are so many great leaders in our state, at the county and the city level, the town level, that 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 are passionate about their their communities, 
and and my god my job right now is to 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 be a better listener than a talker although i guess i'm doing a pretty good job of talking right now but but i want to be a good listener and i want i want to to really get a sense of what are the things that we can do well and and can help you do better well and and i think that's a great answer i mean i appreciate (laughs) the fact well i mean no i really do i appreciate the fact that i think that is a mark of a of a good leader uh, is that he or she spends as much time listening as as talking, and so and I think that's one of the things that I've always respected about you. And if we, as I said to you earlier in your tenure, uh, anything we can do, I think we've always had IEDA has always had a great partnership with Okra, and we stand ready to assist you in any way that we can to help you accomplish that mission. And if we can help you in your listening travels, uh, we'll be happy to assist there as well. Before we close, what haven't I given you an opportunity to talk about that you, you want to cover? Well, I, the, you, we've, we've covered a lot of bases here, Lee, but I, I, the thing that I want to mention is that I, I think that, that we are in a position, this is a difficult time for all of us, and, and we are finding our way, but, but we, I am so impressed by the, the, the way that, that our state has responded. Um, there, there's, there's certainly some struggles, but our, our governor, our lieutenant governor understand where we want to be and, and we're, we're looking for ways to, to reach out and partnerships with, with folks uh, in your organization is, is vitally important because we do need to, to, to pull in the same direction on this and, and come overcome those obstacles. I, I've got to say that, that I am so still overwhelmed by the fact that I've had an opportunity to serve in this role. And, and I, uh, I hope that, that uh, uh, I, can, I can live up to some of the expectations I've heard from some of my friends who said, wow, this is going to be a great, you're going to be great. Now that, that's, a, that's a challenge to me. Uh, but I think that we, I've got a, the, the thing I will tell you is I have a great staff. Uh, this this team that's here at, at uh, in our in our offices are now in their homes <laughs> doing their job, are are just as passionate and dedicated about uh, uh, rural Indiana as as I am, and uh, I'm I'm just uh, blessed to have this opportunity and honored to to be able to speak with your your uh, your people as well. And we've had a great relationship, Lee, and it's just starting. We're going to continue down this road, and I look look forward to our our partnership and our relationship going forward. And Look forward to a great future for our state. Well, Denny, uh, I am I'm pleased that you're there, and you're right. You know, everyone that I have worked with on your staff at Okra has just been top notch. They're they're very capable, they're knowledgeable, and you're right. Uh, what differentiates, I think, them uh, is their passion that they have for the state of Indiana, and that is one of the things that I think unites many of us in sort of our missions is our passion for the state. So we're happy that you're able to deploy your passion uh, as the executive director of Okra. Uh, I've been talking today to Denny Spinner, who is the new executive director for the uh, Indiana Office of Community and Rural Affairs, Okra. Uh, Denny, thank you so much for spending time with me today, and congratulations on your new role. Thank you, Lynn. It's been my pleasure. This has been the IEDA In Your Ear podcast, brought to you by Wabash Valley Power Alliance. Thank you for listening. This has been IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. All content in this podcast is copyright 2020 
by the Indiana Economic Development Association and all rights are reserved. Mm -hmm.